2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
6: Well, you heard the man. I'm Bernie and We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You know, the future always has a way of arriving ahead of schedule and we're already completing the first quadrant of what is always a fast and furious NFL season. Impressions are being formed Observations are being made, and we pledge to you to bring you the latest, most pertinent information so you're well armed as you tackle the week four NFL slate. Now, this is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. As you know, Straight Out of Vegas airs Monday through Friday, right here on Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, from 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, with RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. And in case you missed it, for the remainder, of the football season, we'll be joined in studio by America's favorite rock and tour, the only two time winner of the prestigious Hilton, now Westgate Super Contest, the inimitable Mr. Steve Fezzik. As they say in Bemidji, it's going to be lit. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. Steve, we have got a full slate tonight, but before we dive into it, I want to welcome in a gentleman. Here in Las Vegas, I've known him for about seven years, and we've often joked the many conversations we've had at the sportsbook counter. Sounded like a radio show. Well, tonight, it is a radio show all across America, 360 stations. Say hello to Dave Sharapan of CG Technology. Dave, how are you?
4: I'm good, Bernie, man. This is a a real thing. I'm excited.
6: I am, too. And before we get into a couple of specific questions I want to ask you, Talk a little bit about this Miami Dolphin phenomenon and what's taking place. How in the world do you set lines with this team?
4: Man, this has been a tough one, Byrne. I'm not going to lie. You know, our our goal behind the counter is just to get to the number as quick as we can. You know, because the the quicker we get there, the more balanced action we can get and um, ideally, you know, make the most money. Coming up with a number for the Dolphins every week where we at least, you don't have to get them to bet them, but you just have to get them to stop betting the other side. Right. And that's been the biggest um, issue so far. But, like, this week we may have found that number actually a lot sooner than we had after that Baltimore game. It was almost impossible.
6: I can imagine. Uh, There's a dynamic happening there that hasn't really been seen before to this degree, in the first month of the season. There's another number that my eyes gravitated to, Dave. Wanted to get your opinion, for starters, because you had the line of the year in Las Vegas about three weeks ago when you talked about Cam Newton wearing babushkas in the postgame conference.
7: Right, yeah.
6: (laughs) So (laughs) I want to focus on that game because there will be no Cam Newton tomorrow, right, as Carolina visits Houston. Houston is a four-point favorite. But just last week Arizona was a 2 point favorite, Carolina won outright. Am I mixed up? You only value the Texans 2 more points as a home favorite than Carolina or excuse me Arizona. What am I missing? You know what?
4: That was one that we probably missed on. I call it a whiff with the Arizona for Carolina. Now we know, and I can tell you what this week the sharp guys believe in Kyle Allen and took the Panthers in plus five to get us to the four on the Texans right now.
7: David Spezzik, with all the new quarterbacks, is it fair to say that trying to set lines for Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Allen, Rudolph, Falk, that this could be the most challenging year that you have had having to price all these newbie quarterbacks?
4: Steve, it's great to talk to you. Absolutely. Um, it's It's been challenging just trying to say, you know, what is this guy worth? That's been a lot of the discussion, and it varies so much, and a lot of it is really based on the backup. How big is the drop-off, you know, from Roethlisberger to Rudolph versus, and it it all started with the uh, sudden retirement of of Andrew Luck. And, you know, at our place, I mean, we had the weeks 2 through 16, and we had to adjust, and just the dissension in the room and the opinions was hard enough. But then having to actually put a number out so guys like you could kind of get us in line, it has been really hard.
7: Yeah, when Luck retired, I know that the Colts' season win number was at 9.5, and and then it fell 2-2.5 to games all the way down to 7. And I know that the spread against the Chargers, talk about a big difference that the Chargers were laying 3, and that line went all the way up to 9.5 at CGT and then settled back down all the way to 6.5. A lot of uncertainty, right, Dave?
4: Yeah, it was, and and again, that, that was based on a lot of opinion because, you know, in years past, from a, a top-notch, top-five, top-ten quarterback was worth, like, automatically six points minimum, maybe even a touchdown, a full seven. But, you know, so that was the adjustment right away, but the market told us pretty quickly we may have overshot the mark a little there and got us back to that number where it needed to be. But, yeah, like this week, it's a challenge. I mean, Minshew's on the road for the first time, but Denver hasn't shown much. And, you know, so is it three, is it three and a half? There's a lot of question marks that go into making the opening number. And then we kind of rely on the market to tell us where we need to be.
6: We're talking with Dave Sharapan of CG technology here in Las Vegas, taking us behind the counter. Dave, each and every week, there's at least three or four teams the books need. So you can keep building those new nice chandeliers Who are the three or four you need most this week?
4: Uh, Well, Byrne, I'll start with your team. The Detroit Lions are by far, right now, the biggest decision that we have going to tomorrow morning. Um, And I guess there's a question mark with Stafford, whether he's actually going to play or not, and that hasn't helped things. I mean, we're sitting at a heavy seven on that right now, and Initially, early in the week, they took the Lions, and we thought, okay, that line six and a half. Well, it's no longer there, and that's long gone history. So, we need the Lions. Number one, we need the Bills to beat the to beat the Patriots. Ideally, a money line win would be outstanding, but just keep it within the seven. That's our second biggest need. And then, oh man, as of right now, we we really need. It's between the uh, the Saints. The Cowboys are a huge like public favorite, so we need the Saints there, and um, we actually need the Colts, guys. The, Vegas has become a Raider town, and yeah. the Raiders are back every week public, and the Sharp guys are on them. They took the seven, and we're sitting at six and a half. So those are the games we need,
7: those dogs and then the Colts. Dave, you used a term I haven't heard before, a heavy seven on Kansas City. I assume you mean now, do you have Kansas City up to minus 7 now, but you're charging a little extra vigorous on KC if you want to play them?
4: Yeah, it's minus 7, minus 120. That's one of those things that I don't know if that's a back east thing or that's just a, a Dave thing, but we, we kind of say it in the room, and, yeah, that's what that means. So the next move there is the 7.5, but you know, it's one of those games that you're really resistant to get off the 7. So we'll, we'll try the 7 late 20 and see what happens in the morning.
6: Dave, if it's any consolation, the Raiders are 0-5 against the spread in the John Gruden era when they're playing the second of back-to-back road games And that moribund offense. Boy, I got a a feeling, Dave, you're going to get the Raiders tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) The question I have for you, though, America's lovable wannabe team with the most prolific tweeter in history, Baker Mayfield, they're catching seven in Baltimore. Where's the action coming on that? So
4: that one's interesting because – we put the line up for next week, right after the, they're up now, actually. But we put them back up before the Sunday night game. So we hung Ravens minus five, and the sharp guys grabbed the five. Well, then Sunday night happened, and Baker and Freddie Kitchens and everything, and the line opened Monday morning six and a half, which they laid. So we got the seven, and now we really can't get any interest yet on the Browns. So. At some point, we're going to need the Browns to win a game. I don't think it's going to be tomorrow, but we're going to need them to keep it within the number.
6: We're wrapping it up with Dave Sherapan of CG Technology. Final game I'll ask you about. Daniel Jones and the Giants are three-point favorites at home against the Redskins. I know it sounds funny, the Giants laying the number. Uh, who are you seeing in this game? Where's the action coming?
4: we got opposing people on both sides of this one, Byrne. we got um, you know, they laid the giants, you know, with Danny dimes and him, you know, throwing it all over the field. There's a lot of hoopla. The giants are alive. They're back and they laid the three for whatever reason. I don't know what people saw on Monday night with that Redskins defense, but they're backing the Redskins at the plus three. So, you know, we had a three lay 20. They took three even. We're back to three flat. And, There's great two-way action on a game between two teams that I don't think is going to be on too many of the big screens in the books tomorrow.
6: Well, the good news is you've done your job. You've created great two-way action. So, you, you know, that should be a good result for you guys tomorrow. Maybe not a huge result, but a nice result. Dave, I want to thank you for staying up late. I know how long those Sundays are for you. You'll be back up before most of the country doing your job. Thanks for joining us, Dave.
4: Appreciate you having me on, Burn Steve. Take it easy. The boys of the risk room at the
6: end miss you guys, and we miss you. And we miss seeing you guys too. But we'll catch up soon, Dave. <laughs> we'll have you on again Absolutely. too. Absolutely. All right. You. That. Thank you, Dave. That's Dave Sherrapan of CG Technology. We've got so much to get to. Four best bets tonight. No, well, yeah, four best bets because Sleepy'll have one. Fez has one. I have one, and RJ weighed in with a best bet. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. But we've got a lot of things to tackle, including a heady look ahead to week five. Yeah, we do that here on Straight Out of Vegas. You're going to want to hear it. I'm Bernie Fratter. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out Vegas.
2: Straight Out of Vegas!
6: We're back on Straight of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I want to remind you, Straight of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discovery.com slash cashback match. Fez, before we can look forward, I want to look back ever so quickly. Green Bay hosted Philadelphia Thursday night, lost 34 to 27. Aaron Rodgers before Thursday was 58-0 and one when leading by ten or more points. Wah, 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 Not so much. What did you learn from that game?
7: You know, I'm concerned about the Green Bay Packers. Not so much because they lost. Because, frankly, as a pro better, I tend to look more at what happened in the game and the underlying statistic, statistics of the game than what who won the game. And Green Bay won the stats. Hey, they outgained The Eagles by 160 yards, and they were right there at the end of the game despite being minus two in turnovers. So normally I'd say no big deal that they dropped that game. But here's why I have major concerns with what's going on with Green Bay. They were in a fantastic situation Thursday night at home, Third straight home game for Green Bay, so less time to prepare, and Green Bay had a big advantage against the Eagles. And the Eagles came in as a non-division team, so they don't know Green Bay as well, and historically, the team on Thursday that gets to host a non-division team covers 70% of the time, and yet Green Bay could not even get the win, and during the course of the game, it was clear the Eagles were dominating the line of scrimmage. The Eagles ran for more than five yards per rush. You look at the um, Green Bay when they were running the ball Jones was only averaging about 1.5 yards per rush so a clear mismatch at the line of scrimmage and frankly coming out of the game Green Bay looked like a mash unit with all the injuries major concerns going forward
6: and you brought up a great point the Packers were in a great spot a key trend week 4 teams that are 3-0 and that head home week 4 to play a home game 32-13 and against the number since 1980 but that got kiboshed Thursday night, courtesy of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, let's look ahead. Green Bay visits Dallas next week. Sleepy Jay came up with a concept here straight out of Vegas that I like a lot, and it's what we call our look-ahead segment. Let's look ahead to Week 5 Sleepy, take us to Dallas.
8: Yeah, once I saw this line, Bernie, Dallas minus four at home against Green Bay, I was jumping all over it. I even talked to Fez about it, and he kind of agreed here. You know, the Packers, they have some serious issues right now. One of the most glaring issues that a lot of people don't talk about with this Packer team comes at the tight end position. It's old. It's slow. Jimmy Graham Thursday night drops a wide-open pass, wide-open touchdown. Tight end Mercedes Lewis, he misses a key wide-open block that caused Rodgers to get strip-sacked. Holding his hand did not look good. Now that's a liability. Wide receiver spot. I think it's limited now with Devontae Adams having a toe injury. So now you're left with Allison and Valdez-Scantling. Running back spot now, Fez. You and I talked about number two running back, Jamal Williams, going out. He's probably going to be out for the foreseeable future. And the O-line's banged up. So this Green Bay offense, I can only see it struggling on the road against my number three rated defense, Dallas Cowboys. And the Packers defense, it's fraudulent. We saw that at Lambeau. They give up 34 points to the Eagles on Thursday. So I think if Dallas comes out of the Saints game healthy and Green Bay loses Adams next week, this line goes to six, and I think it gets closer and closer to seven. Before that game kicks off, I really like this game next week.
7: Adams, one of my top 10 wide receivers in the league. I think he had 180 yards before he exited last mm. Thursday night. Yep.
6: Good stuff, Sleepy. And you're right, Green Bay's defense might be fraudulent. You, It's something we got to watch. Philly ran for 176 yards, almost five and a half yards a crack. What might Ezekiel and that offensive line do next week? Mm-hmm. Let's keep an eye on that for week five. And top credit to Sleepy last week, who loved the New York. Trying to do that again in English the New Orleans Saints at Seattle catching four, and you saw what happened there. Let's move ahead to Houston. Fez, uh, they're hosting the Carolina Panthers, and Kyle Allen, let the Kyle Allen era begin. Houston laying four. I think you pointed out earlier in the pre-show planning, this line does not appear to be Real accurate
7: yeah Blue Horseshoe apparently loves Kyle Allen at least the betters do last week the betters wanted no part of Kyle Allen. Carolina was at Arizona one of the worst teams in the league. Carolina was the underdog catching two points. how the uh <laughs> feelings towards Kyle Allen have changed now Carolinas at Houston a team that is projected to be a likely well certainly a playoff contender a team that I have eight points better than Arizona. So did this line move or adjust by eight points based upon such a better opponent? No, Carolina's catching Four points in this game. There's only been a two-point adjustment. I don't think that uh, that makes any sense to me. Did Kyle Allen suddenly become six points better at quarterback? No. I think that is it's an over-adjustment at what a great game Kyle Allen had last week. Hey, it was one game, and it was against the Arizona Cardinals.
6: Uh, I want to thank you for pointing that game out. I think it's a legitimate market inefficiency, and Houston will be a side out back tomorrow thanks to you. By the way, I'm an encyclopedia of useless information you Kyle Allen fans will remember that Kyle Allen beat out some guy named Kyler Murray (laughs) when they were both at Texas A&M before Kyler transferred for that little school in Norman, Oklahoma. Let's go to Baltimore. The Ravens now laying seven against America's wannabe team, the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens boast the number one offense in the National Football League, 511 yards per game. However, that's tempered by the fact that Lamar Jackson, for whatever reason, only one in five at home against the number in his career.
7: And I really want to back Cleveland here. And there are some sevens out there, but I can't yet, Bernie. And here's why. We all saw when Cleveland was playing the Rams that secondary. They were missing their entire secondary, and all these guys are still on the injury list. So as of right now, five guys in the secondary listed as questionable for Cleveland. we got to have at least some of them play, so this is the case where the injury report trumps any other issue, especially with the cluster injuries for Cleveland in the secondary. I have to see if these guys are going to play. I will say this. It's not like Baltimore is healthy in their secondary. Cornerback Jimmy Smith and uh, Tavon Young are both out for Baltimore.
6: It's a game I'll stay away from, but I Cleveland is doing exactly what I thought they would do, and that is struggle. They're scheming for Baker. I don't know why Freddie Kitchens is not running play action uh, like he did last year. Let me count the ways they're having communication issues. They don't look good coming out of the huddle. Steve, did you have some on that? Cleveland. No,
8: Bernie, I was just shaking my head yes, because you were calling for Cleveland to go ahead and really struggle from, I think we were talking about it in the NBA
6: season. We, we were, we were, but that's a story for a different day. But yes, you're right. Thank you. All right, let's head to New York, Fez. Uh, the New York Giants, yes, they are favorites against the visiting Washington Redskins. Couple of things jump at me: no Saquon Barkley, and New York. The last five times the New York Giants, the last t- the last five times the New York Giants were dressed up as a home favorite, they were one and four against the spread.
7: Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Jones played a fantastic game, and I do have him now as the better quarterback option over Eli, but he still has a compromised offense. Uh, Barkley is my number one rated running back in the NFL, and he's obviously going to be out for over a month. Golden State is still suspended, so he still has a wide receiver core that is not fully intact, and you got to wonder just how much offense are the Giants going to have to generate, given that their defense is a sieve and gives up points to everyone. I was worried about some walk. Washington injuries, but it looks like their rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State, Terry McLaurin, who's been really Mm -hmm. exceptional, is um, he was questionable, he's been upgraded, he's likely to play, and so because of that, I certainly can see Washington getting their points. Earlier in the show, Bernie, you said, well, this isn't exactly going to be on the big screen. I don't know. You know, the love of this Daniel Jones, this might be a game that a lot of people are going to want to watch.
6: Those are our guests, Dave Sharapan of CG Technology. He mentioned that there's a lot of really good two-way action and a lot of sharp people with respect grabbing the points, Washington plus the three, even though it might not be on the big screen. But, you know, who knows? The bottom line is if you've got a few shekels on a game, you're going to watch it no matter who is playing. I would tell you I would lean Washington plus the points. I think they're a little better than they showed after turning the ball over so many times against the Bears the other night. And I think missing Saquon Barkley and the opportunity to scheme for Daniel Jones specifically now Mm -hmm. on film can only help them.
7: Yep. And Case Keenum actually was quite good weeks one and two before his disastrous Monday night football game.
6: He's also quite good in Minnesota. I don't think he's that bad. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he can win a game in New York, and we already told you what New York's record was as a favorite the last five, and no Saquon Barkley. Did I mention no Saquon Barkley? Okay, thank you very much. I have a tendency to stutter. Let's head down to Miami. The Chargers were laying seven when this line was sent off. Before the season, well, the Chargers were laying 16 the other day, but some money's actually come in on the Dolphins, Fez, even though the Dolphins have been outscored by their opponents so far this season, 133-16, to 16, and they're being outgained by an average of 280 yards per game.
7: So the Dolphins are absolutely atrocious. They're the worst team in the NFL in my power ratings and, frankly, everyone's power ratings, and yet I would argue they're still underrated Bernie and here's why I have the Dolphins rated worse than any team I've power rated in the past 10 years even with this horrifically bad rating I have on them they're 15 points worse than an average NFL team I still make this line 14 so think about this I have them as low as I possibly could have them and I still see some value backing the Miami Dolphins against the Chargers and it really is all about the Chargers injuries here now Early in the year, they had all these injuries on offense and guys missing, obviously, with Melvin Gordon. But the cluster injuries in the secondary, now a really big deal. And we've seen that The Lions underperforming, giving away games against Detroit, and then getting outplayed by Houston. I don't trust the Chargers. I agree with this money. This line has dropped. It was a 16-and-a-half. Now it's down to 14-and-a-half. Chargers still favored.
6: I don't trust the Chargers at all. Two weeks ago, you correctly picked as your best bet. Detroit catching a point-and-a-half at home from the aforementioned Chargers. Detroit wins that game outright. They returned home last week. I kind of like the Chargers minus three. You like the other side, the Texans. Chargers had a 17-7 lead. Coughed that up. Got poleaxed in the second half. Now you travel across country. They got what? Poleaxed. And as soon as they get home, I'm going to look that word up. I-, I thought it sounded good. The bottom line is, now you head across to Miami in that Miami heat, not the basketball team, but the weather, and – they're laying over two touchdowns. I don't know how you justify that. We've got so much more to get to, including four best bets, Sleepy, Fezzik, Bernie, and RJ will win with a very clever best bet and a clever car reference. You're going to want to hang around for that. We got a lot more show for you. But first... Let's go to the man who's so cool. If he mailed a letter without postage, it would still get there. It's Brian Friendly <laughs> with the latest.
5: Thank you so much, my friend. Let's peel back to some of the final games to finish up on Saturday's college football schedule. UCLA backup quarterback Austin Burton in for Injured Dorian Thompson Robinson led the Bruins into Arizona territory, needing a field goal to get to overtime.
7: J.J. Molson, take two from the left hash to tie it up. Good snap. Here it is on its way. Certainly has the leg. It is no good. It swerves to the right, and it's good night in Tucson.
5: Josh Lewin on the call with Learfield IMG College on AM 570 LA Sports. Arizona emerges 2017. 18th ranked Utah silences Washington State 38 13. Utes quarterback Tyler Huntley accounted for four touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. Number five, Ohio State manhandles Nebraska 48 7. The Buckeyes defense picked off Cornhuskers quarterback Adrian Martinez in three of his first four drives. Seventh ranked Auburn humiliates Mississippi State 56 23. The Tigers scored six rushing touchdowns in Saturday's pay-per-view in boxing. Errol Spence Jr. Winning by split decision over Sean Porter to become the unified welterweight champion. And on Sunday, that marks the final day of Major League Baseball's regular season. The NL Central is still up for grabs. The Cardinals lead that division by one game. The Brewers right behind. And if they win today in St. Louis Falls, the Brewers would take the NL Central. Back to Bernie Frado in the Geico Fox Sports Studios.
6: Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? I mean, you probably should have gone to geico.com. 15 minutes ago Fez Oakland visits Indianapolis tomorrow Colts laying about six and a half two and one Colts two and one under Jacoby Brissett and if you jumped on that over under season total over of seven after Andrew Luck retired you might be almost halfway home tomorrow that Raiders Moribund offense visits Indianapolis Raiders 0-5 against the number in the second of back-to-back road games in the John Gruden era.
7: Yeah, and I wanted to bet against Oakland because of this spot. Look at this spot. So Oakland has to travel to Indianapolis – And then they keep traveling east as they head to London the following week. And you got to ask yourself, is Oakland the type of organization that's buttoned up, that can go ahead and pack for two weeks and not be distracted and not have have an impact on the game the first week? And I might argue probably not. So I think that that is a really bad travel situation. However, I looked at the Indianapolis side and the injury report. Well, who's Indy's best playmaker? Uh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has about 200 yards receiving. The next best receiver for the Colts is right around 50 yards. And T.Y. Hilton is unlikely to play. Who's Indy's best defender? Well, their linebacker, Darius Leonard. And he is not going to come back from concussion protocol. He is out. So with Indy having guys out, the sharp bettors are actually betting against Indy. This line has dropped from 7 to 6.5. And, and I even saw a couple sixes pop up. So money is coming in here on Oakland. Then you've got to ask yourself, well, is that the Vegas um, sure. Raider love that that people love betting on Oakland here in the Valley.
6: Well, as Dave Sharapan told us, the Raiders are one of the teams the books needs tomorrow. You just nailed it. But to your point about T.Y. Hilton, he didn't practice Friday. And as you pointed out in the notes, how do you replace that production? 195 yards in the last couple of weeks. The next two guys combined, Pascal 50 and Kane 45. We have no idea if Kane is able who we know- writes this stuff? For no, we- out? Loud. It is Sunday somewhere. In the Go ahead. We do a very eclectic we- show here on Straight Outta Vegas. Your final thoughts?
7: We know that the Indy tight ends are certainly capable, but you're not exactly going to get the big plays out of Jack Doyle that you would get out of T.Y. I, I,
6: I don't know about that Raider offense, So, Honest to God, I don't want to belabor the point, but I heard they scrimmaged Little Sisters of the Poor Friday, and at 5 o'clock the sisters went home to dinner. Four plays later the Raiders scored. So I don't think you get a lot of points out of that offense tomorrow. Waller
7: probably has a big game, though. Yeah, the tight end for the Raiders. Yep,
6: right. But you get into the red zone and they'll they'll take them out of it. You know, like, you know what? I think Frank Reich can coach the the head coach of the Colts. Mm-hmm. They've rebounded nicely without Andrew Luck. Everybody left him for dead. They could, I think they're going to be three and one tomorrow. All right, let's move to my old stomping grounds, Detroit. One of the narratives this week was Will Stafford. Should I get from my moles? Stafford's going to play again unless he wakes up Sunday morning with malaria. He had uh, a little tweak to his hip on Friday. Was limited in practice. Here's the kicker. KC now laying a hard seven. You can explain what that means, Steve. Stafford, 6 and 54 against the spread, against teams who finish above 500. I think the Chiefs will finish above 500. The Lions have given up 1,200 yards in their first three games against the Texas Tech alumni and the Philly. And Chargers mash units. Steve, break it down for us. Yeah, so the hard
7: seven means Kansas City's not only minus seven, but if you want to bet on them, you gotta pay a little extra in vigorous, minus seven lay a dollar twenty in some places. Looks like Stafford, he's still listed as being questionable, but more, more likely than not, he will play. Yeah. You know, another person on the injury list for Detroit that I'm really worried about, cornerback Darius Slay. So if Slay can't play the best cornerback for Detroit, one can only imagine what's going to happen with Kansas City and how Mahomes is going to wreak havoc upon them. So because of that, I have really no interest in this game. I'm going to pass.
6: Fair enough. Let's move to the other end of the country. Well, actually, that's not true. It's still in that end of the country. Buffalo at home catching seven from the New England Patriots. Again, under that trend, teams that are 3-0, and that head home for week four. That's Buffalo. They fall into that category. They're catching seven. 32 and 13 since 1980. However, that's tempered against the fact that Tom Brady. He's won 14 of his last uh 14 of his last 15 visits to Buffalo.
7: Exactly right. So you say, well, New England, they win 70% of their games or something like it. Um, so is it really that outstanding that they're 14-1 at Buffalo? Well, not only do they win, but they cover. They're 12-2-1. The Patriots are visiting Buffalo against the spread. And frankly, a lot of those Patriot teams had defenses that were just a little bit better than average. Nothing special. This Patriots defense is fantastic. So the how how good have they been? been their last four games we'll go back to the super bowl how many touchdowns has the patriots defense given up none so basically pitched um, kept their opponents out of the end zone four straight games yes the jets got 14 points but that's because of a special team score and of course because rookie stidham decided to gift the uh touchdown to the jets blowing the cover last
6: week. let's squeeze one more in this also falls into the week four trend a team who opens up the season three and all. That heads home to play week four, a week four home game, thirty-two and thirteen against the number since nineteen eighty. This is a big number, though. The Rams laying at one point ten, now it's down to nine against Tampa Bay. Keep in mind the Buccaneers, not exactly great road travelers, three and sixteen straight up in their last nineteen road games.
7: And yet all the money is on the bucks here. You nailed it, the lines down from plus ten to plus nine. I think it's all about the Rams having a big game coming up on Thursday night at Seattle. And with the Rams looking ahead to that, I think that they would be more than happy to get the win in this game, not necessarily the cover. And remember, you, th- you look at the Rams running back and Gurley, load management, and if ever there was a time to go ahead and limit his carries, it would have to be when they have a Thursday game coming up. So in terms of a prop bet, might want to go ahead and be careful betting Gurley to go over whatever rush yards the books put up on him.
6: Up next, we break down two big marquee games, the Cowboys at New Orleans and Minnesota at Chicago. And we've got not one, not two, not three, four best bets. Sleepy will weigh in with a best bet fresh off his best bet. The Saints last week, Fez will have a best bet fresh off his Green Bay best bet. I'll have a best bet fresh off my two winners last week, New York and Pittsburgh. And R.J. Bell will weigh in. He's got a best bet as well. Four for the price of one. Actually, there is no price. We give them to you for free. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Outta Vegas.
2: Straight of Vegas!
1: Cavino and Rich here. And whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids...
2: tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for?
1: That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
5: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa
8: he says somebody's in the house and i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
6: you're back on straight out of vegas the pregame show you always wanted i'm bernie frato coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios and i want to remind you Straight Outta Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashback match. Before we go any further, I want to thank my guys back in L.A. That would be Ryan Bershinger. Actually, excuse me, we got the... Eric Roberts, the man, he's in with the show tonight. Great job, Eric. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Chris Perfett. he's been a staple now for a while. And, of course, the inimitable Brian Finley could not do this show without uh, the great efforts of all you guys back in Los Angeles. Turning all the dials, keeping us glued together. It is best bets time. And before we get to Sleepy and Fez and me, earlier in the week, R.J. Bell weighed in on a very interesting best bet involving – the Bills, and the Patriots. And he had kind of a clever analogy, so you listen in Motown closely because you'll get a kick out of this analogy. Take a listen. One bet to another. We go to
3: RJ with your best bet. This one's simple. First quarter, Patriots. Now, if you bet the NFL, first quarters are no problem, right? And you might have to wait till game day based on the situation. Here's the rationale, and it's very simple. I think the Patriots are like that car that the rich 40-something only takes out on Sunday if the weather's great, like they kind of were with Gronk last year. Now, they would use Gronk when they needed him. Otherwise, he was more of a decoy, more of a blocker. Well, what's the analogy in this case? The analogy is Tom Brady throwing deep. Tom Brady really taking risks to his health. They haven't done much of. They have become a power football team. And to me, I heard Brady in a press conference this week say, we got to get out in front early. So I think you're going to see real focus early. I think they're going to script some really good plays. And I think you're going to see aggressiveness from New England early against Buffalo. You haven't seen this year on offense. And because of that, and it's Belichick, we're going to just isolate the first quarter and it's only minus a half we have the lead by definition after the first quarter we win patriots minus a half in the first quarter
6: boy rj makes a really strong case there and you also i think you have to take into consideration the fact something i mentioned earlier i think that new england defense will rattle josh allen and show him some pre-snap looks he's not used to seeing to confuse him so rj's best bet new england first quarter minus a half against Buffalo as long as they're not tied or Buffalo's not leading. You, Pates can get a safety. Patriots can get a safety, and you're going to cash that bet. All right, Fez, let's go to you next. You were going to talk about the, the Minnesota-Chicago game because you brought up a couple of really good points pre-show having to do with one of these teams is really undervalued, and one of these teams has a situation that favors them.
7: Yeah, so the Minnesota Vikings, I like the Vikings. I bet the Vikings— plus one-and-a-half, and and it's all about the Vikings' underlying statistics. On offense, the Vikings are the fourth-best team in the NFL. They gain 6.4 yards per play. Very good. But I would argue they're undervalued. They're actually better than that, and here's why. The Vikings run the ball over 60% of the time. Only three teams in the NFL run the ball more than half the time. What happens when you run the ball? You don't get those big plays. So in order to have a really good average per play, you have to be exceptional. The advantage of running the ball more is you turn the ball over less often, and it's a lot safer offense. It's a lot more predictable that you're not going to have something disastrous happen to you. So if you can't have a team that runs the ball more than half the time and still has elite numbers, you become an undervalued team, and that's why I really like the Vikings.
6: All right, Steve. So you like the Vikings plus two in Chicago as your best bet tomorrow. And by the way, Mike Zimmer, I almost said Don Zimmer, former Major League Baseball manager Mm -hmm. Don Zimmer, who (laughs) a famous announcer once said his face looked like a block punt, but I digress. (laughs) Mike Zimmer, 28-13 and in a revenge situation. He's actually got double revenge here. He's 3-0 and in that state.
7: Yeah, Vikings had the rear down year under Zimmer last year, and the Bears, everything went right for them. They had hardly any injuries, and the Bears won the division and did beat the Vikings twice, and I think that that is a little intangible, certainly, that favors Zimmer and the Vikings tomorrow.
6: Thanks, Fizz. Sleepy, a game we talked about earlier in the show, uh, Giants hosting the Redskins, but you've got a different angle.
8: Yeah, I'm all over this over tomorrow, Bernie. 48-and-a-half. I'm going to go take that over. Giants, they have no running game right now with Barkley out. Daniel Jones, he threw the ball over the field last week and looked very good doing it, had some great success. Washington's pass defense below average, so I expect the Giants to go ahead and showcase Daniel Jones. It's going to give the fans something to go ahead and be happy about. I don't think the Redskins are going to run the ball excessively tomorrow. with Adrian Peterson, the Redskins have only run for 144 yards in three games. That's third worst in the league. So why would the Skins run when they're facing the Giants' pass defense, which is the worst in the league no run game for either team. Tons of passing tomorrow. Poor pass defenses. We're going over the 48-and-a-half Giants-Redskins tomorrow.
6: 48-and-a-half, you get a good number. I saw it at 49.
8: And Sleepy, you bring up a great point that oftentimes having
7: competent running backs can hurt an over because, mm. bottom line, if you bet an over, you want to see the ball in the air as much as possible. And with AP out there and with Barkley not playing, you've got to expect both teams are going to look to throw, throw, throw.
6: All right. Very good, Sleepy. So you've got the over. Washington, New York Giants at 48 and a half. Fez, you got the Vikings catching two. RJ's got the first quarter. New England over Buffalo. You're laying a half a point. My best bet, we're going to head to the big easy New Orleans. And a couple of points. Is Dallas overrated? I think maybe. I think they're very good. They're on the short list to go to the Super Bowl, but they might be a little overvalued. They're 3-0 and straight up and against the spread against the New York Giants. The Redskins in Miami and Steve, I think you'd agree they were fortunate to cover against Miami.
7: Yes, it, absolutely.
6: All right, so it comes down to can Teddy Bridgewater do it two weeks in a row? See, last week Bridgewater went to Seattle, did something no NFL as a team has ever done, and that's beat Pete Carroll and the Seahawks in Seattle in September. Meanwhile, the Saints they're five and one as a home dog. Dallas laying two and a half on the road in New Orleans. Saints five and one as a home dog since two thousand fifteen. They won last right as uh, excuse me they won try that again in English they won last week outright in Seattle as a road dog in the Sean Payton era whenever they do that whenever the Saints win outright on the road as a home dog and return home the following week they're 8-0 against the number look bridgewater's numbers weren't huge last week 19 to 27 177 yards two touchdowns no interceptions, but he led three key scoring drives and converted key, three key third downs. I like Dallas. Excuse me, New Orleans plus two and a half against Dallas tomorrow. Fez, go ahead, real quick. As a
7: pro better, I'd be remiss not to say let's wait this one out because although you like the Saints plus two and a half, I think it's likely that probably you're going to see plus three as this game time approaches. So wait on plus three before you make this bet.
6: Well, you were exactly right last week about the uh, the Philly Lion game line crashing from six to four so if you like right even though good stuff as that's one of your great strengths you know knowing where a line is going to go and getting the best of the number which is critical some we'll talk more about next week i want to thank sleepy j coming in tonight get on his best bet fez as always you'll be with us every week i'm bernie fratto that's going to do it for straight out of vegas next up it's chris plank in for jason martin chris plank keep it locked
0: Straight out of Vegas! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bet365, 21 plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels.
2: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.